to the Utah Preps Zone, your high school football podcast right here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Jay Catch, one part of the duo that brings you this podcast each and every week. This is the week two recap edition of the podcast. I host a show called The Saturday Show on the Zone Sports Network from 1 to 4 p.m. each weekend. And I spend a segment each week talking about some of the bigger plays, the biggest games from the previous week's worth of prep action. And I wanted to play that as kind of the recap edition of the podcast each each weekend. Of course, Sean Walker will join me again next week in our preview edition. He'll have some of his thoughts on week two during that, but I wanted to get another edition out to you guys so you guys can kind of recap what happened in Utah high school football action during week two during the weekend, plain and simple. So without further ado, here's the segment that I did on the Saturday show today talking about the biggest players, the biggest games, the biggest results from week two in Utah high school football action. Welcome back to the Saturday Show. I'm Jay Catch. Thanks for joining us. Wanted to take a minute here and talk some Utah high school football action. I think it's going to be a staple for us on the Saturday show this season. We'll kind of recap how each week goes. Uh, Prep season two weeks in at this point. Uh, Of course, Early on in the season, of course, you have a lot of non-region action going on, and I think region play actually begin. The first games will start next week with some of the bigger regions, and of course, that'll kind of continue on. This year, the interesting part about the whole region play is the new aspect of the UHSAA's RPI rankings, where uh, your your performance on the field, the wins will count for part of that RPI rating. The performance of your opponents will also count, and then just the overall strength of your region will help you as well. It's going to make for an interesting season. It's going to be an interesting first year as teams kind of adjust to that. Uh, In many ways, the old region format where region play really counted for a lot is being pushed aside in a way. It's not necessarily gone for good because there will still be rivalries that will be played out on the field. But some of these bigger name teams that play in tougher regions, I'm looking at you, Westlake, in Region 4, and some of you guys in Region 7, etc. It's a big opportunity for teams like that to go out and really kind of stake claim to what they can, what what they're hoping to do uh, this coming season. So a lot to get to, but let's run down some of the standout performances from this past week. One of the better games is up north, uh, the battle for the Golden Spike. I believe it's the 99th playing of this game between Box Elder and Bear River. Uh, Parker Buchanan led the Beast to a 54-34 win over the Bears throwing for two touchdown passes and running in two more. A big win for Box Elder. The Bees are off to a good start this year. A lot of these teams are really looking to make an impression in the early part of the season and really establish themselves. None more so than Corner Canyon. Uh, they started out the season, of course, on that Thursday night, the first game of the prep season, beating uh, Orem High School. Well, they followed it up this past weekend, last night, with a 31-0 shutout of the Harriman Mustangs. Big showing for Eric Kerr's team. Josh Wilson, of course, the younger brother of BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, had a 46-yard pick six. Austin Bell added two rushing touchdowns to put the game out of reach as Corner Canyon improved to 2-0 on the year. Uh, another interesting game kind of in those 5A-6A showdowns is what's going on uh, with Highland and Pineview. And this was an interesting game because this is two different styles of play. Brody Benson up at uh, Highland, they run that triple option uh, and it'll gash you, plain and simple. It's what it's designed to do, and if you're not defensively sound, they'll go right by you. And Pineview came in, of course. Gary Croton, the former BYU head coach, is the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. I believe McLeod Croton, who is the quarterback for Pineview, is his grandson. That's why he's coaching there. 
And in the first week, they lost a 58-56 to uh, shootout to Ridgeline. And then they came north to face off against Pineview. Uh, not Pineview. They, Pineview went up to face uh Highland, and it was an interesting just contrast of styles in that game because you looked at, okay, we have a high-flying offense for Pineview going up against one of the better triple option teams in the state. Well, the results might be a little bit surprising for most people. Highland 52, Pineview 35. Usmane Dumbia scored two touchdowns, while Ben Bourne, Nathan Johnson, and Nephi Hosea also scored rushing touchdowns for the Rams in that win. But McLeod uh, Croton, in his own right, Another five passing touchdowns. He's off to a flying start this season. He's going to throw for all kinds of yards. His grandfather, if I'm not mistaken, Gary Croton, of course, no stranger to high-flying offenses. And it should make, should make for an interesting season at Pineview in terms of the offensive side of the ball. But they have now given up in th- this season 110 points in two games. An average of 55 points given up per game. That's not necessarily the way you want to go about it. You want to have a little bit of defense to balance out what's going on with your offense. Another big game in state in the upper upper echelons of high school football was Lone Peak and Jordan squaring off. The Knights traveling north to Sandy to square off against the Beat Diggers. Lone Peak scored early and often, scoring 38 points in the first half. J.D. Nealman passed for four touchdowns at quarterback for the Knights. Sean Wood caught two of them as Jordan down, as Lone Peak down Jordan 38-13. to So Interesting outcome there. I think that it's going to be Lone Peak making another run at an, at a state title this year. They're very much loaded once again. Nate Ritchie is one of the names in terms of local high school recruiting that people are very familiar with. He's going to be a guy to keep an eye on all year long, just simply due to the fact that he can do it all, literally. <laughs> he kicks, he punts, he's a defensive back, he returns kicks, he returns punts. He does it all. I said on the podcast that Sean Walker and I host right here on the Zone Sports Network. Check it out. It's called Utah Preps Zone. I said on the podcast this past week that Nate Ritchie, in my mind, is the high school combination of Eric Weddle, uh, in terms of a Utah player, Eric Weddle did a lot for the University of Utah, and also a, kind of like a Kyle Van Noy down, down at BYU can just pretty much do it all, and he's able to do it, affect the field of play from everywhere on the field, and that's exactly what he does. Um, some other notes to run down: Mountain View High School down there in Orm, my alma mater, actually got their first win over their in-city rival, intra-city rival Timpanogos, for the first time since 2014 with a 27 to 21 win. Deuce Anderson had two touchdown passes in that game. Uh, Peter Magawai had an interception return for Mountain View as they got that win first time since 2014 that the Bruins have beaten the Timberwolves in that showdown. A couple other games to run down for you before we get to some individual players I wanted to talk about. But Lehigh High School... Uh, Crimson Cliffs started out their program history by scoring the first touchdown of their game against Manti in Week 1, then summarily got beat 41-7. to Well, Lehigh had no mercy for them. Lehigh went to Crimson Cliffs and walked away 55-0 winners in this game. Lehigh was off to a fast start in this game, leading 31-0 at the end of the first quarter. Creighton Cooper, the younger brother of Washington State quarterback, Cameron Cooper, had a four-touchdown game in this. Got it started early, a 66-yard bomb to Jaden Greenwood. 
and the Pioneers were off and rolling. Uh, and then one other note for you in terms of games that took place last night I wanted to run down for you was American Fork and Timview. American Fork High School, of course, uh, graduated a lot of talent a year ago, but it looks like they're just kind of reloading. Maddox Madsen now takes over at quarterback for American Fork High School, threw for five touchdowns, four of them going to wide receiver Tanner Holden as American Fork pulled away in a 58-35 to win over Timview. Uh, Pretty good showing for the Cavemen. They're going to very much be in the mix uh, for a state title this year once again. We'll see what they do. Of course, they'll have to face off against teams like Lone Peak, etc. to get through that. But I am interested to see how they perform this year, and it looks like they're off to a great start. Now, let's take a minute and talk about some of the other players that I felt like stood out this past week. Scotty Edwards, of course, the standout star for Olympus High School, had a great first week in their win over uh, over Mountain Ridge, one of the new schools here in state. Well, he followed it up in a 45-0 shutout of Granger for Olympus. Scotty Edwards rushed for a touchdown and added two more receiving touchdowns as Olympus rolled past Granger to improve to 2-0 on the season. Olympus has yet to give up a point this year. Uh, they've pitched two straight shutouts. Uh, Frankie Goodson had four touchdown passes for the Titans in that win, so congratulations to the to Olympus. But Scotty Edwards, if you're a local fan who wants to keep an eye on guys who are going to be Division One prospects, Scotty Edwards is one of those guys to keep an eye out for. Uh, Pleasant Grove High School quarterback Caleb Campbell had four touchdowns of his own. He threw three of them to Kale Mickelson as Pleasant Grove beat Maple Mountain 45-21. to Congratulations to Caleb Campbell. He takes over a program there at Pleasant Grove that has been led by Jake Jensen for the last couple of years, but appears that he is well on his way to really showing what he can do. Uh, Cade Bowering had a pair of fourth quarter touchdown runs as Juab beat Cedar City 34-26. Juab doesn't get a lot of love. They're one of the lower division teams that I really enjoy watching. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do this year. A good win over a 4A team in Cedar. The Reds came north to Juab thinking they could pull the upset, but uh, Juab sent them back to Southern Utah. Losers of a 34-26 game there. And then also, uh, we need to talk a little bit about Morgan High School. Uh, Morgan High School, of course, is another lower division team that doesn't get a lot of love, but they're going to be a team this year in 3A that is going to, I think, really surprise some people. Carter Thackeray is a name you guys need to pay attention to. A six foot four, 180-pound senior. He's had two uh, great seasons already for Morgan, but he's off to a flying start this year. In his career, he has passed for 3,193 yards and 36 touchdowns. This season, though, off to a really fast start. Uh, the first week, he passed for 162 yards and three touchdowns with an interception and a win over Grand. Well, this past weekend, Ogden went up to Morgan. Of course, Ogden had a big week one, and Jace Holt, their star quarterback, was the John Watson Northern Utah Player of the Week award winner for week one. Well, I think Carter Thackeray, I don't want to reveal anything, but I think he's going to be the guy this week for John Watson in terms of the pick for the Player of the Week because in a 46 nothing shutout, uh, Morgan absolutely dominated this game against the Ogden Tigers. Carter Thackeray went 22 of 29. That's a 75% completion percentage, almost 76%. Went for 309 yards and six touchdowns. An impressive, impressive performance for Carter Thackeray. And I have to say, if I'm not, if I'm making the pick, and I do, I'm part of the committee that picks the John Watson Chevrolet Player of the Week award. 
I think Carter is probably going to be your odds-on favorite to be named that this coming week. So stay tuned for that, of course. That is announced Wednesday mornings on Jake and Tony. Tony Parks will make the official announcement. That will be coming up next week. So some of the players I really enjoyed watching, but Carter Thackeray is right there because he has just truly been an impressive player so far for uh, Morgan. And I would expect that Morgan, it's all systems go as they look to win a 3A state title. We'll see how they do this coming uh, weekend, but I really feel like they've got a big opportunity coming up to really stake claim to being one of the best teams in the 3A ranks for uh, one of the best teams in 3A ranks, plain and simple. One other player to mention for you, but it's kind of old news with what this young man does each week, Bryson Barnes down at Milford High School. Uh, Milford, of course, probably the 2A favorite to win the state title in back-to-back years. Bryson Barnes had five touchdown passes as Milford Milford blew out Gunnison 46-8. Barnes is a guy who's going to go over 10,000 yards for his career at some point this coming season for Milford. He's been a truly impressive athlete. Milford's very much out of the way. I'm not going to say that you guys need to drive out to Milford, but if you guys want to watch one of the best athletes in the state, regardless of division or level of play, Bryson Barnes is worth the price of admission alone because he is just a master at what he does in that offense. He goes for five touchdowns regularly in these games, and it's... It's impressive to watch what he does for Milford because, let's be real, Milford, Utah, who thinks of Milford, Utah when you think of great high school football players in the state? And I I don't mean any disrespect to Milford, plain and simple. But it is out of the way. You have to get off I-15. you got to drive an hour and a half out to Milford, it feels like. But if you're looking to make a road trip, you want to watch one of the best high school football players you maybe have never even heard of in your life, Go to Milford this year and watch, uh, not Carter Thackeray, watch Bryson Barnes play football for the Tigers. Uh, they won the 1A title this past this past year in 2018, of course, when the whole new realignment happened with the uh, High School Football Association. They decided to get rid of the 1A division. It's now 2A, which Milford will compete in, and I would expect that Milford is probably your odds-on favorite to win the 2A title. I'm guessing that Beaver will have something to say about that down the road here in the season. But Bryson Barnes, man, if you're looking to make a trip to watch uh, watch high school football, like you want to just go see a random game, you're like you're thinking, hey, I want to go see a game and watch a player who's really impressive. Go see Bryson Barnes play. I would very much encourage that. All right, uh, so yeah, there you go. Some of my thoughts on the players of the week and also looking forward to the next week. Wanted to run down real quick, just kind of looking ahead to next week. There's some big games because region play starts in Region 1 and Region 9 next week. Uh, these are two of the bigger regions in the state. Of course, these are two regions that have very much been powers in recent years. Region 1 is very interesting to me because you have games like Fremont at Roy, Leighton at Syracuse, and Northridge at Davis. I'm interested to see how those three Three games play out, but then going down to Region 9, down there in southern Utah, you have eight teams in this region. You've got some traditional powers and some upstarts. Crimson Cliffs, one of the new high schools here in the state of Utah, uh, looking to stake claim to things. They have a big opportunity against Canyon View. The biggest showdown in Region 9, in my mind, though, is Dixie at Desert Hills. Uh, the Dixie Flyers off to a good start this season. Desert Hills has been one of the powers since their school opened just a few years ago. And we'll see what happens with that. But then Pineview, we already talked about McLeod Croton and what he's done early. He could put up some hurt on Cedar City coming up this coming weekend. Of course, we'll track it all for you on the Utah Prep Zone podcast. Uh, proud to be part of the Zone Sports Network. So stay tuned for that. Sean Walker and myself will have your full preview edition coming out later in the week. But excited to have uh, 
high school football back in our lives. That's the biggest thing. I love high school football. It's something I've really enjoyed over the years, and I'm looking forward to seeing what these kids can do this season because with the new 6A, 5A, and 4A alignments, you have a lot of power in the 6A and 5A ranks, but 4A very much wide open. I'm interested to see how kind of that vacuum in 4A when it was created with Aura moving up to 5A, how that how it's filled by other teams in the 4A ranks, and we'll see how it all shakes out. There you go. Uh, there's myself on the Saturday show looking back on the players, the biggest plays, the biggest weekend, etc. Um, by the way, I'm going to see if I get some video of this. I was in attendance at the Mountain View uh, Timpanogos game. My youngest, my youngest brother is a senior on Mountain View's team, and McKay Strauss had one of the most impressive touchdown runs I've seen so far this season. I know it's early. It's only week two, but he absolutely bowled over a defender. We're talking truck stick to the max in any college football or NFL video game hit a kid square on went right over the top and then barreled into the end zone for a touchdown I'll see if I can get some video of it and put it up on social media because it was an absolute demolishing demoralizing run it was awesome to see and if you have stuff like that please reach out our Twitter handle is at Utah Preps Zone Sean's Twitter handle is at actually DSW and myself at Jacob C. Hatch with love to hear from you guys your thoughts on the weekend's worth of actions you're welcome to send in updates during the games or happy to retweet those let you know how things are going so thanks in advance for all of your support of the podcast please subscribe rate and review uh give us some love on the various podcatchers wherever you listen to this podcast and help us out when those uh, podcast providers see that people are interacting with the podcast giving them five-star reviews and etc writing down a, a review etc they help promote the podcast just with how they promote it in terms of the ranking. So thanks in advance for your continued support of the show. It's an absolute blast to bring it to you guys each and every day. Of course, we are brought to you by our good friends at John Watson Chevrolet. They sponsor the Northern Utah High School Football Player of the Week Award and, of course, are the sponsor of the Utah Preps Zone podcast. Thankful for them being on board with this venture. We'll catch you guys next week with our Week 3 preview. Sean will have some audio I'm sure we'll play on the podcast as well as getting some of his thoughts on how things shook out in week two in his mind. Stay tuned for all of it. This has been the Utah Preps Zone, episode four. Thanks for joining us.